You're listening to a Sin Media Podcast. Made by young people for young people. start, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I am located. I would also like to pay my respect to their elders, both past and present, and extend that respect to the traditional custodians of the land on which this content reaches. You're listening to Sweet Talk with me, Sal, and I am joined by Zach and Shelby of Easy Browns, the swivel-eyed psych rock four-piece from Nam, Melbourne, who have just released their record down on the farm independently on September 4th. Down on the Farm is presented as a kind of conceptualised storybook type record. Am I right in saying that each track on the album is kind of like a farm-centric, microcosmic story or world? Yeah, it is. It's just a collection of stories, really. I think um, I sort of only thought about, started thinking about it as sort of like a, a weird sort of, like a collection of short stories towards the end. It, it revolves around sort of regional, the regional vibe and escaping from the city. But essentially, it's like conceptual based on using animals as tools and just survival of animals and climate breakdown, really, and just escaping the urban lifestyle for somewhere with a bit more peace. Down on the Farm is the first track of the album and, of course, the album title. It's a song of idealistic rural living, as you've just kind of mentioned. Did Easy Browns indeed jump on the hog to split some logs during the writing and production of the album? Yeah, kind kind of, yeah. We we put together a lot of the songs, like, when we got a little place up in Wangoom with some, some friends, had, like, an Airbnb on a property they have up there. So we kind of went there for a week and a bit and worked on all the songs, just, like, living together out, like, kind of in the, kind of in the farm, I guess. We, we felt pretty spoiled and we just had this big sort of communal lounge room space downstairs. The place is actually where Goomfest has been held, which is like a festival down out west, like, you know, sort of Wongoom's near Warnable. Um, but like, does Divide and Dissolve when recorded one of their records there or they recorded or wrote their record there? Yeah, the place got sort of a bit of musical history. So it was a little good little place to get away to and yeah, get some, get some rural vibes going on. Yeah, it was, it, it's nice waking up every day and then just being like, everyone's kind of in the same room, so all right, let's have some breakfast and then let's jam. Like, you know, Zach could have the main ideas and then we just all bounce off that and then it was just really fun, like, putting it all together and then just, like, getting really into it. In terms of production, we went and tracked um, in a secret location studio, Fairfield, which is Paul, Ma- Paul Mabry's studio, who is the head engineer at PBS, and he actually recorded Bench Press's last record um, and I just thought it sounded great. Like, it's a great sounding record. And I was just like, this is where we need to record. And we recorded the whole album over two days. Like, we did five tracks a day and we were, like, slamming it. Like, we are broke. We are the atypical <laughs> broke young musicians. And we slammed it out over <laughs> a weekend. Like, 
there were tense moments it was and stressful. there was it was stressful and there was a lot of coffee consumed. <laughs> it was coffee, there was no time for break. No. <laughs> it's just like, please can we have a break? Five more takes. Five more takes. <laughs> I mentioned the hog before and another nod to the hog on the album is the frantic and frenzied hog wild the driving baseline of this song is one of my highlights of down on the farm but the entire track i think wonderfully showcases your idiosyncratic instrumentation and kind of unpredictable song progressions what is running through your minds when you write these songs and how do you keep track of all of the pieces to an Easy Browns puzzle? I, I think Hogwild just started with a riff. It's just a... And I was just like, I don't know, just the wavy, like, like whammy bar bit. The and I don't know, Hogwild. Yeah, it is a bit weird, hey? <laughs> also, it was kind of inspired by Crash Bandicoot. And there's definitely a little part in the song where it goes into the... Um, the instrumental section, I don't know, the that like long jammy bit where I did like, I made a bass line that sounded like really similar to like the actual song that plays on the whole level. The first level's called Hog Wild and it's just got the best, the songs on it are the best. Like, and I've actually discovered, I think a lot of influence I've got from music is from games. Like, it, like especially the Crash Bandicoot games, like Crash Twin Sanity on PlayStation 2, that the soundtrack to that is literally all acapella voices. And it's just hilarious. Like it's so fun and driving. On the original Crash Bandicoot game, there's Hogwild is the first level where you ride up like a hog through this like series of mazes. And the second one, the second level with the same hog is called Whole Hog. And each of the choruses references those games. Like the second one, it's almost like you're in a courtroom and I'm just like, give us the hog and nothing but the whole hog. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what was going through my head when I was writing it. And I think like those the kind of those kind of like influence from the game. Like I feel like the ideas with that that song all kind of fell together because there was this, you know, even in the chorus it's just like you know, it's just like, like you're just going down the highway, sort of. So it's just kind of like everything kind of just fell into place. And then, you know, with the jam section and like, you know, thinking about the video game and like the set, like the songs that were playing in the video game and stuff. So that one was fun to work on, I guess. Yeah, that was the, that was the first track that we actually wrote. This was well before we even went um, to Wongoom and went and stayed down the farm. But yeah, you know, it's just fun. It's just silly. Another track that kind of has maybe a bit more of an obvious nod to another influence is Ant Agony. Fittingly, the shortest track on the album. Listening to it, you can definitely recognise that link to the, the nursery rhyme. Did you kind of mm. dip back into any other children's stories or nursery rhymes when conceptualising the album? Or is this kind of a one-off one? Dance go marching one by one, hurrah. 
hurrah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> and I was also listening to, like, I mean, I'm always listening to a lot of the kinks, but was also listening to a lot of the kinks at the time. And I, I don't usually write songs based around the bass lines. I started out playing bass guitar. Um, and it was only really when I started playing a lot of guitar that I started writing a lot of songs. But this that was one where I had the bass line before I had the song and it was a little bit, it's a little bit, it's quite a bit different now with Shelby playing it. Shelby simplified it, I think, to go with the song a bit more. But yeah, I don't think there is any more, I don't think there is more nursery rhymes. There might be little, little raps in there, but, um, <laughs> and, and funnily enough, Aunt Agony is actually, um, also a level on Crash Bandicoot to Insanity. <laughs> so Crash Bandicoot concept album. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just mute crash and put down on the farm when playing instead next time and it will sync up perfectly. It'll be like Dark Side of the Moon and um, no, it'll be like Echoes by Pink Floyd in that scene in um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have seen that YouTube video, but it's pretty good. The ants go marching one by one, a soldier stops to cock their gun, which is leveled at the crumbs for which they've come. The pros are filled Scantily clad rat inhabitants. Tell us the story of yeah, the little rat character that features in this track. I was living in uh, Scott Vale and there was like the floor in the front two rooms was like sinking and there was huge gaps along the floorboards and where the floor was, um, where there was holes. And I could just hear like rats scurrying underneath my bed and stuff at night and just like scratching in the walls all the time. And it was just like, it was a super derelict house. Like the rent was super cheap. And there was a couple of us living there. Like I first moved in there um, with who I'm living with now, Dan MacArthur from um, Electric Toothbrush. And I was living with Guy Perkins as well when I first moved in there. And there was heaps of revolving people who lived in the house. Like I lived with Liam there for a little while from also the drum Feezy Browns. I lived with Brody there for a while as well. Um, yeah, it was a great place for music, but yeah, it was just derelict. It was so derelict. You know, we didn't we didn't care. I still don't really care about living in a derelict house, although I'm lucky to be living with Shelby and Brody and um, Dan and Ivy now here in Thornbury. And it's like, we've got a really nice garden. We've all worked hard on together. There's no rats. Yeah, there's no rats. clad rat inhabitants has the audacity to crawl out from underneath my bed where there's a gap in the floor and the wall and play its color at net right in my ear. Rounding up a bunch of cats is the last track I want to jump into. It's got wiggly flute melodies, delightful harmonies and very homey psych rock guitars. It's the track in particular that I found very reflective and kind of thought provoking. Is it kind of an easy Brown's priority to have your listeners ruminate on the nature of existence to this kind of extent i think it reflects heavily now because everyone's slowed down so much and is doing so much more for themselves and doing so much from scratch rather than having everything bored in like it's like it's it's pretty much just an ode against consumerism as well really because you know if you can produce things locally and like do things 
in a more homely way. Like, you can do everything yourself. It's just about having the time to do it and or feeling like you have the time. And most people don't feel like they have time for anything at the moment. Recently, not maybe not recently. See, that's, this is why this one's hard because this was written before anything any of the COVID stuff no one felt like they had time for anything it's like you spend all your days working and stuff and then what do you do with all the money that you've earned you pay for convenience and you and convenience always comes at a cost and it's usually the cost of the earth because there's always packaging involved transporting you should still buy vinyls though yeah that's (laughs) that's one thing that's the tricky one it's like producing records it's like you know in the end there is plastic and packaging involved and it's just i don't know on the on the whole like convenience and consumerism thing the person who actually inspired me to write the track damn yours off the record i always say a wise person once told me life is a series of compromises and i think it's pretty i think it's a pretty good quote i think they're right you can't always you know being on the cut being on be on the cutting edge of sustainability you can't always be doing the right thing because essentially our society's not exactly i wouldn't say it's geared toward that you know that's not the priority like money and consumption is seems to be the you know the priority not learning and personal growth you know that's something you have to take on for yourself yeah it's always it's different in every in any environment which is like the society that we're in at the moment it is hard to be perfect because it isn't perfect so it goes the space between you and your companions grows perhaps it is time to leave the confines of the corral and embrace a new pace somewhere far away from the sense of decay where one might lead a peaceful life from quiet strife. It's like rounding up a bunch of kitty cats and nice feel Daisy Browns, where can we find you? Where can we find the music? If you want to support us proper, 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 just go on Bandcamp and, you know, buy a record or just buy the... Buy it digitally. Buy a patch. You buy a patch, buy a shirt, send us a message, just tell us you like it, really. That's what that's really what means most, to be honest. Just hearing the feedback and Well tell us, us you don't like it. Yeah, tell us you don't like tell it. Tell us, us why. why. Give us some spice. Like I love hearing that stuff, you know. <laughs> just go on Bandcamp, buy the record, or just listen on wherever. Just dig it. You've been listening to Sweet Talk for Sunday Sweets with Sal. Thanks again to Zach and Shelby from Easy Browns for joining me. For more Sweet Talk, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more new music, find us at Sin Sunday Sweets on Facebook and Instagram.